0: Today is Friday, May 14th, 2010. I'm Jen McCown, and this is the Midnight PVA Blogcast. Well, hello and welcome. It has been about a month since I recorded my last blogcast, I can't believe the time has gone by so fast. I've missed you. How have you been? Um, Some time back, I secured permission from Mr. Brad McGahey of Redgate Software to uh, read one of his blogs for the blogcast, and now I'm finally getting around to it, so thank you Brad. Brad's website is bradmgahee.com, that's Brad and then M-C-G-E-H-E-E I have trouble remembering how to spell that uh, .com. This is How to Avoid Some Common Developer and DBA Mistakes He says In March I ran a question of the month that asked, what is the biggest problem slash mistake you have ever found on a SQL server instance, and how did you fix it? There were so many great responses that I thought I'd summarize many of them here, as this list provides many remarkable examples of real mistakes made by developers and DBAs. To see all of the responses and who contributed them, visit this web page, and I've converted it to a tiny URL. So tinyurl.com/slash. This is all lowercase. Y A D is in dog six six L four, and I'll try to post that in the show notes too. Okay, back to the text. Of course, this is not a comprehensive list of every potential mistake that can be made, but it offers you a glimpse of the kind of mistakes, some very amusing, that some people make when working with SQL Server. Keep in mind that this list applies to the specific examples provided by those who responded to the question, and that there are always exceptions to every rule. Thanks to everyone who contributed to this list. One. Don't use a GUID as the clustered primary key of a table, especially when the table has 600-plus million rows. Um, Side note, I've been kind of preaching about that a lot lately. I believe I've got a blog or two out there about it, but yeah, that's, that's a big one. Okay, two, don't put all your data in a single database table. Consider the benefits of normalization. As with the above example, when a non-normalized table has 600 plus million rows, this can create a bit of a problem. 3. Don't add an index to every column in a table just to cover all of your bases. 4. Don't use a case-sensitive collation, as developers will have to modify virtually every query in order to render each query case insensitive, so matches can be found, as you never know what case case the data will be in. 5. Don't set your database to the full recovery model, then forget to make transaction long backups. Some people just can't figure out why their transaction logs keep growing and growing and growing. And don't add insult to injury by resolving the problem. He actually says injury to insult. By resolving the problem, here the air quotes, of large transaction logs by switching the database from full recovery mode to the simple simple recovery mode, perform a full backup, shrink the log file, and then change the database back to the full recovery mode, and repeat the process every time the transaction log gets big again. Six, don't give all users DBO or SA rights to all of your databases and or servers. Along the same line of thinking, don't tell all the users the SA password. While they, this may save a little time setting up security, the downside is much greater. Uh, he, he wrote this very straightforwardly, by, this, by the way, and I'm adding a little bit of snark to it just with the tone of my voice. So um, Brad's a fairly polite person. I don't. Uh, the snark is all mine. Okay, uh, seven, and there are 30 of these. Seven, don't forget that indexes need maintenance, especially if the tables are subject to huge numbers of updates every day, and the clustered index is not monotonically increasing. Eight, don't forget to add a clustered index to each table, unless you have a really good reason not to. 9. If your database needs lookup tables, ensure they are properly normalized. Don't try to save a little time by creating a single massive lookup table where all lookup data is stored, especially if most of the lookup data is unrelated. 10. Don't forget to use foreign key constraints to ensure data consistency, as appropriate. 11. Don't forget to add indexes to foreign keys. 12. Don't use select star. 13. Don't create T SQL code that causes a full table scan on an orders table for each customer, especially if there are 4.5 million customers. 14. Don't have a backup retention policy that causes your backup to be deleted too soon. For example, if you have just discovered that 5% of the historical data of a customer database has been deleted by accident six weeks ago, a problem in and of itself, don't delete your backups after four weeks, otherwise, the data will be gone for good. 15. Don't set the cost threshold for parallelism to zero. The default is five. As this can cause the query optimizer to consider, and often use, parallel queries for most every query other than non-trivial queries. Doing so can contribute to massive CPU utilization. 16. Don't forget to screw, or somehow secure, the physical drives into the frame of an array. If you don't, and you need to replace one of the drives, all the other drives could fall out, crashing to the ground. The thing, I, this is me again. The thing that I find funniest is that these all came from real life stories from real life people. I mean, that happened to somebody, or or maybe multiple somebodies, most likely. Okay, seventeen. Don't delete local backups until you verify that they have f- first been moved safely to another secure location. If the local backups aren't moved successfully, and the local backups are already deleted, then you no longer have any backups. 18. Don't use any third-party application, or write your own application, that hard-codes the SA password into the application. This is especially troublesome if the hard-coded password is a blank password and if the database contains private patient data that is subject to HIPAA regulations. 19. Don't use cursors. Remember, SQL Server is designed to be set-based. 20. Don't install the SQL Server Developer Edition on a production server developer edition is not licensed for production use for those of our listeners who wasn't sure, weren't sure what, what that was about. 21. Don't use NTFS compression on a SQL Server database. 22. Don't forget that physical file fragmentation can be a problem for some databases, especially if the database is fragmented into over 100,000 fragments. 23. Don't create a script that runs in an infinite loop, querying your SQL Server 4,000 times a second just to test if a particular condition has been met. 24. Don't use cross-joins for every query that joins two or more tables, written for use in a production application, especially when every query is lacking a WHERE clause, resulting in a Cartesian product for every table involved in in the join. 25. Don't forget to always back up your production database. Uh, databases. Verify the success of the backups and then move the backups to a safe location before any modifications are made to to the production databases or before performing an upgrade. If you don't and the modification or upgrade fails, you may have to go back to your last backup, which may not include the most recent data modifications. 26. Don't upgrade a production server without first performing a test upgrade in a test environment. Once you are convinced that the upgrade is 100% successful, then perform the upgrade in production. And even then, be sure to have a backout plan in case the upgrade fails. 27. Don't forget that on 32-bit editions of SQL Server, extended stored procedures, if not written correctly, can cause memory leaks that can use up all of the available mem to leave virtual address space, potentially causing systems crashes. 28. Don't run an update script against a production database until you have personally reviewed it and tested it in a test environment. For example, if you neglect to notice that the way a script modifies an existing table is by first dropping it, with all of its production data still in it, and then creates a newly modified table with no production data, then you will end up having a very bad day. 29. Don't use the same SQL Server instance for development test and production, especially if the develop- developers have SA access. Just imagine what could happen. And my little side note here, just imagine what has happened. All right, and big number 30, don't have your SQL server connected to a light switch and then when it is turned off, also turns off the power to the server. This makes it very difficult for any nightly scheduled jobs to run if the light squish is turned, light switch, sorry, is turned off at 5 PM every night so that was brad McGahee's, let's see how to avoid common developer and db mistakes dba mistakes thank you very much brad for letting me read that and uh... thank you guys for coming along actually before i let you go we've got three more news items i think if i can remember them all in order uh... three things coming up this week we've got first off the past twenty four hours of pass on this coming wednesday i believe may 19th at twelve o'clock gmt don't ask me to translate what GMT is to CST. I, I I can't I can't do it. I think it's something like, I don't know, twenty-five o'clock or something. Anyway, but go to sequelpass.org uh to to get more details on twenty-four hours of pass and make sure to tune in at midnight to CST for Sean's session. Get it? Midnight DVA presents at midnight. That's great. Uh, the next night, Thursday the twentieth, that's this coming Thursday, Brad McGahey himself will be at the North Texas SQL Server User Group. So we got that going for us, and then the Saturday following, that is uh, one just one week away from the date of this recording, is Sequel Saturday Dallas, Sequel Saturday number thirty-five. We're currently full with a wait list, but we have our vase. Um, get on the wait list and uh, and contact us and say, hey, I'm on the wait list, and someone will be like, hey, good for you. Hope you get in. Anyway, all right. Thanks again, guys. Happy days. Copyright 2010 by MidnightDBA.com, Jennifer McCown, and Sean McCown. Be sure to visit us at MidnightDBA.com for the most recent training videos, blog entries, and links. And find us on Twitter as MidnightDBA. Today's music is Crack-A-Lackin' by Al Flip and the Woo Team, provided by Mevio Music Alley. Check it out at Mevio.music.com.